Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Dribble. Yes, welcome. The motoring podcast, the motoring related podcast where we talk dribble about anything, not just cars, but motoring related. So um, anything around to do with the automotive industry, really. That's right. Yeah, we're just a couple of petrol heads. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Mo. And I'm O. Um, yeah, anything. Well, pe- yeah, petrol heads, but like I said, no motoring related, anything to do with cars. Um, you don't know. Yeah. Have you finished introducing the, the, the show? I did it twice. I, I think you did it about four times. I think yeah, I get it. I think right. this. I think I'm getting over the nerves, the, the, the intro nerves. The intro yeah. nerves? Yeah. When have you ever been nervous about anything? Funnily enough, when you stick a mic in front of me, I am. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Right. So you're, very, you're very self conscious yeah, about that's how you sound. Well, the great thing about the internet, which is where this is going to live and breathe forever, is that people tend to be uh, very, very nice and very, very understanding and not at all overly critical about something that they have no skills or expertise in whatsoever. Bullshit. I use the internet. No, I know. I was being sarcastic. Why yeah. can you not understand when I'm being sarcastic? Yeah, I'm no, well, actually, the best thing about this is the recording equipment that you've got, so you can edit the double takes out. I don't think I can edit those double takes out. It will sound pretty shit if I try to edit it out, so I'm just going to have to leave it as it is. Oh, fine. It sound too polished anyway. It won't sound like a couple of average Joes. And that's a really good point. We are we are a couple of average Joes. Uh, we are not professional motoring journalists. We're not professional racing drivers. We're not professional mechanics. We're not professional... Well, any insert any title you want. I mean, we're barely professionals in the industry that we work in as a day job. Yes, actually, that's true. We mm. are. We are. You are barely hanging on, but well, you're pretty lucky. I'm there to keep you going. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you hear that, guys? I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have him. I do feel really, really lucky. Um, and so should you guys feel really lucky as well. This is episode three for us. Um, and we really enjoy doing this. We're going to carry on doing it as well. Uh, but one thing we'll say, following on from the fact that neither of us are professionals, I'm about to go into my disclaimer. Again? I have to do it every I single they've episode. Got it. Oh, they've got it by now. Well, what if they do listen to episodes one and two? Well, they need to go, but you've got, you've got to listen to one and two to understand what's going on in three. So, so your proposition right here, right now, is to say, if you're listening to us now and you haven't heard this show before, stop. Go back to listen to episodes one and two, and then come back and listen to episode three, well, yeah, so that I don't got... have to give them the uh, the disclaimer. Well, yeah, we've got a lot of time and effort into that. Yeah, I know, but still, remember what I said about the internet being a, cr- a cruel mistress? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, All they're right. not going to go back and listen just because we told them to. Okay, fine. So on the subject of following instructions, here's our disclaimer. Like I said, we're not professionals at anything. Um, we will be giving you lots of opinions. We will be talking about things that may sound like it comes across as advice. Do not take any advice from either of us. Most of this is just rants. Well, it's called drivel. What yeah. were you expecting? Not, not rants and just rants. So advice is, if, if, if anyone can, can turn this into advice, I'd like to know how, actually. That's true. But if, if, if by some small miracle, you can turn it into advice, and then you take that advice, and something goes massively wrong as a result of it, please do not come and complain to us. You can't come and complain to us because I just told you not to do that. If it goes right, though, let us know. If it goes, take that part out of the disclaimer and we can advise on the part that's gone right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If it it goes right, let us know and then we know that we're we're brilliant and we're amazing and, and, you know, you'll be kind of making our heads just a little bit But although, as we know, anything with cars never goes right, no matter how you start to work on it and plan it, as I find out on the weekend. You can be looking to do the smallest thing and that's it. And you know what? That's not exclusive to home mechanics either. Manufacturers fuck it up quite a lot as well. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they, they don't, but they don't have. They should not, and they have no excuse to, to fuck something up. The amount of time a car comes out of the showroom and two, three years down the line, it has common issues, common problems, subframes, oil coolers, PCVs. Like, what the hell are you spending all that money on? And why am I spending my money on buying that car 
the design, design issues. They're spending all that money and time on the design, which is why I've seen such amazing design features, such as BMW's kidney grills. The kidney, oh, oh, don't, oh they are not kidney grills. They, I don't know what that is. That's just like... Ooh. I actually think I might prefer to see real life kidneys. It's the black hole in front of the car. It is absolutely. I saw one on the road the other day. I saw it on a two series. That car is not big enough to have a grill that size. None of them are big enough to have a grill that size. The X7 is humongous, it's and I exaggerated the humongous because it is humongous. And even that is not big enough to have the grill no, no. size that it has. But I suppose the X7 is ugly enough to have something ugly like that on there. So it's just it's just ridiculous. But it's, it's, it's not, it is honestly shocking. And I actually saw the chief, I have a video, I think we saw the chief exec talking about their new, I don't know what he called it, striking nose or something like that. But actually, I think we, we covered this last week, actually. So we don't need to bore them again. Did we? Yeah, we did. Okay, oh, I yeah, don't know. I remember the X7, I just remember when I said about the chief exec. Have you finished the disclaimer, by the way? I think I finished Yeah, don't listen to what we're about to say. Obviously, listen to what yeah. we're about to say because it's Just give us five stars and switch off. You don't really need to listen. They don't even really need to listen to it. We just need five stars. How many five stars do we need? All of them. No, but how many people do we need to vote before we start making money off this? Oh, I have no idea. All, All of them. Just vote five stars and switch off. No, no, listen. I've got some stuff to say. Okay, fine. And I'll feel, I'll feel better if it's not just you listening. No, it's true. Okay, fine. To be honest. All right. if, if my sole purpose was you as an audience in life, Sad, sad. I, mean, I am your audience. Like most of the time, it's just me and you. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, why I decided we should do a podcast so that I could tell other people, other than just you, about my opinions on cars and motoring related oh, stuff. Okay. You finished? Yeah, I'm done. done. Did you watch Formula One on the weekend? No, I'm not a Formula One watcher. Do you know you what my sure? issue with Formula One is? Cars go round. Cars just go round and round and round and round. What do you want them to do? Fucking do loop the loops. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be cool. You got to admit that would be fucking cool if if they. Kind of defied gravity at some point. You know, that only happens in the movies, right? Just be clear. Defying gravity and going around the upper tunnel and around stuff like that. But yeah, and also in my bedroom when I was a six-year-old and I used to play Hot Wheels. Yeah, I bet you thought they went on the roof because you had it stuck on your ceiling, didn't you? A picture of whatever you wanted. Uh, no, I didn't do that at all. I don't know why you think I might stick things to my ceiling. That's a really odd thing to say. But anyway, no, I didn't watch F1. At all? No, not at all. Just it's, just, it's just dull. I think there's there's so little differentiation between the cars. And, and when I say cars, I don't actually mean cars because these are just kind of machines that happen to have four wheels and engines and drivers. Uh, they no longer resemble cars, in, in my opinion. And, no. and they're, so, they're so closely matched because of all the, the regulations. Are they here? What do you mean, are, are they here? They're not closely matched. They're going they are not. Actually, this in is the what, grand this scheme is, this of things. No, no. This is actually making it more boring for you, but they're not. It's just one team. Mercedes has been dominating for the past five years, which is boring as hell. And people just rave about Lewis Hamilton. I'm sorry, but when you put someone in the car that is a second and a half quicker than everyone else on the track, he's going to win. He's going to win. You just illustrated my point. Are we talking, you said a second and a half quicker. That, that's the grand the difference third, in time that we're talking. And you're saying these vehicles aren't very, very evenly matched. But they're not, though, are they? That's the point. If they were evenly matched, he wouldn't be taking a second, second and a half out of everyone. You get my point, though. Oh, yeah, I get your point. No, it's it's only, well, I only bring it up because this race was interesting. This this race was interesting because they had, like, a load of crashes and stuff like that. Oh, that makes it quite interesting. That idiot still won, but... Although, do you know what I've been watching clips of recently? MotoGP. I'm going to say watching clips when they crash. No, no, the MotoGP is so much better than Formula. Actually, no. I'll tell you what I've been watching. V8 car racing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mate, there's no... That's like no horse... It's like a Royal Rumble on a racetrack. I know. They bump bangs and they can actually follow each other without 
any without any hassle. Yeah. Which so like what got me though was F1 supposed to be the pinnacle of racing, the best there is in that. And actually, oh, it's the pinnacle about, of engineering. Don't get me wrong. I a hundred percent can appreciate the engineering efforts that go into Formula One cars. Yeah, because a lot of it comes down to because um, a lot then after obviously years, but the technology does trickle down into into road cars and that. But it's but like it's it gets to me that it's not the pinnacle. If it's so boring, it cannot be the pinnacle of something. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely not the pinnacle of um, motoring, racing. sports, entertainment. Yeah, yeah motor racing. Yeah, yeah. That's the racing, the racing. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not the pinnacle of motor racing. It's the, yeah, it's the pinnacle of like you said, engineering, technical yeah. feats and stuff like that. But in, in terms of a sport to entertain, no, it's, it's nowhere near. Yeah, oh yeah, the ones where they crash more. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about the crashes and stuff, but okay, you haven't seen it. Yeah, no, so uh, sorry to burst your bubble, I didn't watch F1. Oh, and um, just as a future FYI, anytime there's a race weekend, F1 weekend, and we record uh, afterwards, and you know, the question, the answer to, to the question of you, did you watch the F1 this weekend will be no. Well, I'm not going to ask it again. Well, you don't even watch anything, you don't watch any sports anyway, so I don't need to Yeah, this is true. Do you know what I have been doing a lot this week? What? I've been driving a Seat Ateca. You've just switched off and fallen asleep. Sorry to do that. Oh, wait. Is that... I'm a hatchback, but I'm not a hatchback because I'm a little bit bigger and they're going to put me on bigger struts to make me look like a... What do they call them? A M, an MPV? No, SUV. It's an SUV. That's not an SUV. Is that what this class is? An SUV? Sports utility vehicle. Oh, Some of those words are accurate. Not all of them. I so assume there's, a, there's an R or an FR at the end of the badge or something, yeah? Oh, no, no. When I say some words, I wasn't referring to the word sport. That's the word that's the least accurate. Okay. It's in, and I, I would argue about the utilitarianness of it because what it's brought, only two wheel drive. What brought you to drive a Tekka? What brought me to drive a Tekka? It, it, it landed in front of my ass and someone gave me the keys to it. So I, I drove it, really. It wasn't a matter of choice. I'm doing this is, hey, I am doing this in the name of consumer research, which you shouldn't ever take as advice, by the way, just to reiterate. I do a fair bit, but I won't be doing that. Because you can, I won't do that in consumer research, but go on then. It, it wasn't. No, I was about to say it wasn't that bad. It wasn't Wait, that before, great. Wait, before we get there, what, what do you think of Seat anyway? As a brand, fine, yeah. perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. I actually quite like Seat yeah. as a brand. Would you take a Seat over a VW? Um, I, I would say several years ago, several, about five years ago, I wouldn't have because there was a marked difference in terms of quality. Yeah, you're um, talking the mark one. Build, build quality. I mean, if you took look at previous generation Leon, you know the one that was like really big and fat looking. That was Mark One, right? I think. No, that was the Mark Two. The Mark One actually wasn't as bulbous. The Mark II. Um, which, oh, okay. So the Mark III is the one that's slightly pointed down. The one I had. You had a Mark II. Did you not? Yeah. I did I have the Mark II? I think you had a Mark II. Yes, you did have a Mark, Mark II. Mark II, yeah. That's yeah. what I was referring to. Sorry, man. Yeah. So, so, so that generation and the generation before, the quality wasn't uh, as close to Volkswagen. But like more, more recently, yeah, the latest generation, Leon, and the Golf Mark VII, at least, I haven't experienced a Mark VIII. But, you know, very, very close in terms of quality. But there is a big difference in terms of price with the Seats being cheaper. So I'm actually a, a fan of what it is that they're trying to do. They're bringing you the uh, fundamentally the same engineering, the same gearbox, the same engine choice and range, the same chassis platforms, maybe mm-hmm. a slightly, slightly cheaper interior, but with yeah, all the same functionality. In a cheaper packaging. They're owned by BW, right? Yeah, it's all owned by uh, so it's it's Volkswagen. Cheaper, cheaper packaging, it? it is, yeah, cheaper packaging. But it's not like it's cheap packaging. It's cheaper, but it's not cheap. It's not like you get into one and you go, wow, I've just entered into a you know bargain basement Dacia. Actually, you can't. Uh, this is what it, you know you used to get those adverts, but it's not a golf, and they used to close the doors and the thud or whatever. Actually, yeah. now I'm thinking about it. When I did have the Mark, my mum used to have a Mark for golf. That had the most thuddy doors of all the golfs. So I think they really yeah. went overboard with it. And then when I used the doors, yeah, when I used to close the only like actually tell the dude, you could hear the. 
like the tinniness in the in 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 the, in the sea. Well, the, the, the Mark IV Golf was bloated all around, so it didn't surprise me that the course was stupidly heavy. Yeah. yeah, that was a, that was a low point in the in in the golf lineup, um, as many people say, not just me. But it was ridiculously popular. Anyway, they say a tecker. So uh, this uh, sports uh, utility vehicle that I was driving um, this week um, got me thinking actually about the whole. SUV versus hatchback versus estate car thing. So if we just go with the Seat thing, because I, I had a Seat. Mm. Um, first of all, price, right? So you can buy a Seat Ateca, you can buy a Seat Leon, or you can buy a Seat Leon estate. Uh, let's take looks out of the equation because they're subjective. But before we mm. do that, Seat Leon estate, I actually think it's the best looking of the bunch. Anyway, I've got a thing for three. Of those three. Yeah, I've actually got a thing for estates, and I actually quite like the uh, ang- angularness of the Seat Leon, and I think the estate version actually looks quite nice. I like the Seat Leon. I don't know about I don't know about this. I don't. I'm not sure if it works as an estate. To be fair, the Seat Leon is nice. Yeah, but as I said, look, looks as objective. Yeah. But let's put that to one side. Right? If you go into price, and I was driving a mid-range Seat Ateca, uh, and I'll come to what mid-range means because it really boggled my mind. Really did boggle my mind. Um, and that has a retail price of about 28k. So I, I, I've got the uh, the one that I'm driving at the moment is a petrol engine car, not a diesel. It's a 1.5 TSI petrol engine, uh, seven-speed DSG gearbox. If you're interested in what the engine and gearbox are like, go and listen uh, or watch or read a reputable car journalist and let them tell yeah. you. Because uh, as or far you as can I get from us is shit good. Uh, yeah, and this was probably on the good side of shit. It wasn't actually, no, it wasn't shit. It was fine. It pulls well for, for what we, it is. The seven, give, the seven speed DSG gearbox is proven. It does its thing. We differ on, the, on, the, on our opinions on the DSG gearbox, to be fair, don't we? Because you, you like it. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's get, I mean, this is the very latest iteration mm. of it, and, and it is getting better with age. You know, when it first was introduced in the Mark V uh, Golf. There, there were, you know, it was a little bit hesitant and it's certainly become a lot snappier and it's changed. I don't well, think they were the seven speed box, I think they were six speeds anyway and they had different clutch mechanisms, yeah. wet clutch versus. To be fair to them though, they didn't suffer the same issues that the SNG did, did they? I think they worked from the box, didn't they? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the DSGs, they never had any like issues. No, there were, there were mechatronic issues that played to them early on. Um, yeah. and, and, and I, I know my brother had a Mark V Golf R32. I, yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what it did, but um, from what I understand, it was like the electronic control unit brain of the oh, gearbox yeah. itself. And he had some issues on his uh, Mark V R32, uh, and, and it was it was I wouldn't say it was common, um, but it was fairly well known that that was an issue in the gearboxes. Okay. But they are fundamentally quite strong gearboxes. Yeah, People will yeah. tune the crap out of their cars, run huge amounts of horsepower and torque. Yeah, and the gearbox is fine. Much those, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. But uh, yeah, so uh, automatic gearbox, as I said, if you actually want to know what the engine and gearbox is like in one of those, uh, go and listen to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. But in terms of price point, retail price for one of these uh, Seat Atecas is 28k. That's, that's, I think that's a lot. That is a lot of money. Now, bear in mind, right, I'm going with retail prices. You could probably go and just walk into your Seat dealer and shake their hand and get two grand off it. You know, that's kind of how it works. Oh, yeah. At the moment, anyway, yeah, probably. Well, yeah, I think Easy. most of the time as well. And you take yeah. that finance package and there's even more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just, just in terms of list prices, 2.8K. Uh, 2.8? 28K. The equivalent Leon, five-door hatchback, same engine, there they're about same gearbox, um, is three and a half grand cheaper. On a £28,000 car, three and a half grand is big. That's a 15% difference. Yeah, there's a lot. Right? So you're spending an awful lot more. Lay on estate, it's two and a half grand cheaper. So the, so the estate falls in, well, obviously it wouldn't fall in between. Two. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, but even then, you know, you're talking a 10% difference there. So you've mm-hmm. got to pay a 10% premium to go from a lay on estate to a say at a Now I thought, okay, on the outside, you look at it and you go, well, you get more car for your money, right? 
Absolutely, you do. You look at what you say. Only because you said absolutely, you do. Do you? Well, you look from the outside visually. You look at them. If you were to park all of three of them side by side and you ask somebody which one's the biggest car, it it's the Ateca. The Ateca is the biggest car, without a doubt. It is the biggest car. Yeah, but is is it? Like, yeah, it's, it's taller, but what do you do? What are you going to do? Put a suitcase in that taller space above your head? I'm going to get to that because that's exactly my point, right? Yeah. Most people will then go, okay, I'll buy an SUV because I want the practicality element of it. And that, that I, I, I see that. You, Let's talk boot space, though, for a second, right? Because that's probably where you're going to find yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the biggest increase. Uh, the boot space in the Seat Ateco is 485 litres. See, this is another thing, yeah? What, who... The hell measures their suitcases in liters. Like I've got my suitcases ready. How many liters are they? Because the boots only this many. I don't know. It's three suitcases. For the purpose. Why of don't them. they do it in? Su- Listen, the boot. The boot is four suitcases big. Simple liters. Who who does it in liters? You're not going to fill the car with liquid. Well, you you're, you're filling petrol. But yeah, you're not going to put petrol in your boot. In I mean, your boot or whatever. Probably not advised. Yeah, you've got a suitcase. So love. You can get four large suitcases in there, or you can get two mediums, a large. That's it, suitcases. That's how they should do boot space, suitcases. I, I, I can't... Or uh, prams, pushes. I, I can't disagree with the logic. I absolutely 100% appreciate what it is that you're saying. You. Unfortunately, when I was doing the research, I couldn't find anybody who was willing to measure the boot space of the Ateca, the Leon, and the Leon estate using prams. So I'm going to have... one at home, Mamiya? Yeah, but what? And you want me to go and... Just put it in there and say you can fit this pram in there. So like you can fit a pram in there and you can fit this in there. Or next... Okay, next time you get a car, you want to review it, go get your suitcases to see how many you can put in there. So you want oh. me to go and stock up on however many suitcases will fill this car or to go buy multiple versions of the same pram just for the sake of this? I well, just we're do it. We may not be professionals, but we're still doing a kind of semi-job here. Yeah, if we're going to do a review of car, we've got to make it. The whole point of this is to relate it to Joe Public, right? So Joe Public, like me, isn't going to walk around with litre cans, tubs, tins. Most people have a pushchair or suitcases. So what I need you to do... <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I know you're being serious and you've got a valid point. Thank but you. And you laugh because you can't argue it. This is true, but all I wanted to do was get into a simple comparison using the same unit of measurement across all three no, vehicles. Course, that was right. easily researchable for me without me going and have to go buy a collection of suitcases, a collection of prams, or any other thing that you think I should be filling the boot with for your own I was just relating it to, I was just letting people know that. Fine. Anyway, where was I? Right. You you were, I think, about four pints you can get into the back. Four pints, right. 485 litres of whatever liquid you like, by the way. I don't think they're fussy about that. 485 litres is what you can fit into the boot of an attacker. So first of all, we'll play higher or lower. Let's play the game higher or lower. You know, play the game higher or lower. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty straightforward. If you did know I think so, I don't know. Ace is high or low. Is, yeah, de- is he dead, by the way? Did Bruce Forsyth die? Yeah, I think so. yeah. By the way, for anybody who's wondering, we're recording this in the year 2020. He's dead, he's dead. He's dead, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a pedo, was he? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. All right, Nothing, well, no, no one said anything. I mean, I like Bruce Forsyth. I think Bruce he was good, yeah. He was good. Anyway, high or low, that's what we're yeah. Right, anyway. So, 485 litres of boot space in the Ateca. The Leon hatchback, normal five-door hatchback, higher or lower? The normal hatchback? Yeah. It's probably the same. I bet it's the same. It's not. It's lower. It's 380 litres. It's about 100, 100 litres lower. Right. Three and a half suitcases. Fine. Three and a half suitcases. The Leon estate, higher or lower than the Ateca? Oh, the, it'll be longer, but it'll be lower. Mm. Hang on. So when they say litres, 
Does that include spillover? Like, so when you fill it over water, it's going to spill over the back seat to you, or does it, does it, does it have an invisible screen there? It has an invisible screen. It's oh, not, okay. it's oh. not the capacity of water that you could fill inside the entire higher. vehicle. Higher. Higher. How much higher? Probably by like a pint. A pint. 102 litres higher. Really? Yeah. So the boots capacity in the Leon estate is 587 litres wow. versus the Atecas 485 litres. So right now, if we're talking about boot space practicality, and I'll come to more practicality in a second, the Leon estate, like for like spec, which is not actually, I'll come to that in a second as well. I've got a lot of things that I need to come to in a second. I'm going to say a second. You're with your pointless facts, aren't you? I'm very thorough. And by the way, listeners, when I say a second, what I mean is any point between now and the end of the podcast, just in case you're wondering. Which could end at any time. Going by last time anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, last time we said to you guys we'd be talking 45 minutes and we went on for an extra half an hour. I'm, I don't, I mean, I'm not sorry about that because I, no, no. I think it was great and you should have enjoyed the extra half an hour and be thankful yeah. for it. There's no time limits on what we do. We'll just finish when, I was getting hungry last time actually, so I think we'll just finish when we're hungry. Yeah, probably. That's a good yeah. idea. Um, but yes, so right now then, in, ter- in terms of boot space, you would have to spend an extra two and a half grand to get a hundred less litres of boot space with your techer. Okay. Now you're probably thinking, okay, but... The shape of the boot means that it would probably be more useful as boot space. In the attacker? In the attacker. No, it wouldn't. Well, it's not. It isn't. So the depth of the boot is probably the same as the layer, um, normal Leon hatchback. Mm-hmm. What you get is height. So unless you're willing to stack things precariously on top of each other, you're probably not going to be able to use the full 485 litres. If that's litres of water, then that is quite precarious. It's, it's very precarious because it will spill all over the Because that's an invisible barrier there. It's that is, yeah, it's not a visible barrier. They definitely do not give you a, a perspex screen to put above yeah. the rear seats uh, and, and, the, and the headrests. The Leon Estate, on the other hand, though, it's not anywhere near as tall, but you've got lots of depth. So you can yeah. carry longer things or shorter things, but you don't have to pile them up in a ridiculous manner. So... From, if we're going to follow your water analogy, you could put a lot more water in there before it spills over the top of the back seats. And I bet in the attacker you've got to lift it up higher as well, yeah? Yes, you're pushing it. You've got to lift it up higher to get over there. Yeah, yeah, you uh, do. Absolutely, right? I thought, okay, fine. Let's move the practicality argument to the inside of the car. You'd go, okay, it's a big uh, car. Okay, I'm going to talk to you. when you finish about practicality, then I'll make my point. Well, you'll know when I finish about practicality because I'll move to the next section. Okay. You, is that okay? Am I, am, well, I, yeah. am I allowed to continue this well, in the well, way that I'm not to, you, know, we often go, you might go off piece and talk about something else. I probably will. I mean, we've already spoken about Bruce Forsyth. Well, well, I'm just going to jump in when I feel like it. Then, okay. What other potentially dead celebrity would you like to talk about? None of them. Okay, cool. So we'll get back to talking yeah, about yeah. the attacker, if that's all right. Practicality, move to the inside of the car. <clears throat> so, all right, fine. Uh, set my seat to, to how I sit, and, and I'm not the tallest human being in the world. I'm five, nine, I'm ten. Um, how tall are you? Six foot. Six foot. Yeah. Oh, wow, a giant six foot. Um, so yeah, he's a couple of inches bigger than me. Not that big of a deal. But yeah, anyway, you have to look up when you're talking. To be fair. Uh, yeah, I do sometimes. Um, that's not that's true of a lot of people. To be fair, Next to I'm, you, I'm yeah. allegedly average height for a male in the UK, but that doesn't seem to be true when I like talk to other guys. No, and it's not. Sorry, yeah, the Chinese in you. Probably is. Yeah. Thanks for being subtly racist. That's not racist. I'm just pointing out a fact. You're pointing out... <laughs> yeah, it's not racist. People confuse racism and factual talking too often. Anyway, before we uh, before we lose really? uh, a listener, because... Uh, also back to cars. All, all, all of the listeners that we had, um, because you're being racist. Back to cars, yeah. It's a good job we call this dribble. It's a, it is a good job we call this dribble. So, you, you 
I set my front up. Yes. I'm going to get my words out now. I set my front seat to, to how I sit. And, and um, as I said, I'm not particularly tall. And then got behind my own seat to see how much additional legroom I had compared to uh, our normal family car, which I mentioned on the last episode. It's a four series Grand Coupe. Mm-hmm. Get a tiny little bit of extra legroom. This is in the Ateca. This right? is in the Ateca. So you do get a little bit more legroom. You mm-hmm. certainly get a bit more legroom than you get in the Leon uh, mm-hmm. estate. Uh, and lay on hatchback. You, you definitely do get a little bit more legroom, knee room, which is appreciated. Great. And you get deeper footballs as well. What you do definitely get loads of, though, is headroom to the point where it's pointless. Yeah. Unless you are a family who really, really likes hats and not just normal hats. I'm not talking baseball caps or uh, beanie hats or anything like that. I'm talking proper full on top hats. Yeah. Basically, you've got to be the BFG, his wife and kids. You got to be the BFG's wife and kids, or by the way, you reacted to how short I was. You, right? Because you think you're a giant as well. And even then, you would not make full use of the headroom. So I can't figure out why it needs to be so tall. To your point, it's not like you can put suitcases up there. I mean, you could, but you need a very strong neck to hold them on your head. You know, and that comes from my point about practicality. People do not look. uh, I guarantee you, people do not look at it and think it's oh, that's practical. Actually, they they might have the misconception of being practical. They just look at it and think, oh, you know what? It's high off the road. That's it. Yeah, uh, and exactly. So the only thing that I could conclude in terms of interior practicality was that this would really suit people who had a very uh, large uh, eccentric collection of tall hats that they like to wear continuously right. while driving. You could, wear it, you could drive it once a year to Ascot and back. I mean, if you were to take a car to Ascot... Well, you're going to have your hat on, aren't you? Just take it off. I mean, if you had a lay on estate, you could put it in the boot. You could put a shitload right. in the boot. Yeah, you just, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then you could put your hat on when you got to Ascot. Or any other event that requires you to wear a hat. But you know some people don't like taking it off, so they could have to get a ticket to go to Ascot, keep the hat on, come back. There you go, a bit of Fuck consumer yeah. advice that you should never listen to and follow. Um, so yeah, so practicality-wise, I was, I was left a bit baffled. Then we move into the next thing. And, and you, you, your point was correct, which was, uh, you know, that the car is a little bit higher, it rides a bit higher. Now, naturally, you would think, what? If you've got a car that's on slightly higher suspension, what would be the positive of that? I you don't have to go over this well. You know the speed ramps that you can go over in the middle. Well, you just I'm, gonna... I'm looking for a much more basic answer. If I'm entirely honest, the answer I was looking for was comfort. You'd expect it to be a bit. What? More because comfort. it rides higher. Yeah, there's a bit. No. More, there's, no. Hey, hey, look, look. This is how suspension works, right? Suspension absorbs bumps, and yeah. it's made up of not just the actual springs and the struts, but also the tire. If you've got a thicker tire, that will absorb yes, more of the, the shock. Tire, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see, so you, so you've got thicker tires. Um, that, that absorb more of the bump. You've got you've got more springs travel. that have more travel and struts yeah. that have more travel. Yeah. There, ergo, you've got something that should, in theory, ride a bit more comfortably. In theory, right? Mm, that, okay. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't argue too much with my logic there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about on the on the most cars. Yeah, most normal cars, normal road going cars, not sports or nothing like that. Give you enough, give you enough travel not to be bottoming out every time you drive on the motor. Oh on no, 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 no. Oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not talking about bottoming yeah. out on normal. I'm just talking about normal comfort. You get right. in with your family and you want to drive somewhere and you, you know, you want it to be a nice, comfortable yeah. drive. Well, the Seat Ateca doesn't actually give you that either. The very first thing that I noticed when driving the car, SUV, whatever this thing is now classed as, was it really wasn't comfortable. It wasn't any more comfortable than a lay-on hatchback which rides a lot lower has high, uh, lower profile tires far less given the suspension so if you now sat there going okay well maybe i'm not buying it because i need to wear hats every time i drive i'm buying it because i want something that's got a softer suspension to soak up the bumps 
it doesn't do that either. But yeah, but you know what? Do you think eighty percent of people when they get into looking at a technical to drive it, they're going to notice into that level? They probably aren't going to be able to tell. They'll just they're, they're, to your point actually, they'll notice it drives a bit better. It drives better than the saloon. That's it. It doesn't drive better. This is my point. It doesn't drive. It, the the only quality that you could potentially say an SUV gives you an advantage over a equivalent hatchback saloon or an estate car is the comfort. It's certainly not going to corner better because it has a higher centre of gravity. It's not going to grip any better because it's got a higher centre of gravity. Yeah, but people who buy an Ateca or equivalent or light driving saloon aren't looking for grip in the corners, yeah, and they're not worried. They they're not going to those things aren't going to be high on their priority list or they want. So they're not going to notice those kind of so things. So what 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 would what would be the characteristic that would determine? I'm just trying to understand. I'm telling what you, would forget, make forget about what. So you're talking about. You're thinking about it from a car guy. No, no, I'm thinking yeah. about. I'm now thinking about it from a normal person's point of view. But What's the advantage? Person, no. If I've told you that it's less comfortable, and and all of the the, the 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 typical car motoring journalist things that they they tell you about its handling and and they liken it to kind of you know fighter jets and whatever ridiculous things mm-hmm. all of that goes out the window yeah. yeah I'm just talking from a normal person's point of view comfort is is worse what else am I gonna but what else is gonna appeal to yeah, but that's relative isn't it but what I'm saying is the person the kind of people that drive yeah relative to the other thing that you could buy that's cheaper and more comfortable but on to, all they see they say it's people nowadays I want like a four by four or something higher or a higher car What's my, what's my budget? Okay, I can get this in it. Okay, let's go get that because it's hard. That's honestly, it's the it's the it's the uh, conception of think, you know being higher, like higher. That's all it is. Perception. Higher up perception. Sorry, thanks. It's it, of being higher up. That's what that's all people want nowadays. Most yeah, people, that's I, what they I, want. yeah. Tip, and most people aren't going to read a Rory Reed review, a Chris Harris review, a Tiff Nadell review. They'll just look and see, you know, SUVs in this price range or whatever. And they'll probably go on the, 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 the company's own website to see what it says. Yeah. Uh, you're right. They're probably going. And I'm, I'm, for me, I'm kind of left a little bit baffled. Um, my confusion didn't stop there, by the way. So I was, I'm not going to say I was pleasantly surprised because I was probably quite disgusted and horrified about this particular feature of the car. Mm-hmm. So when you when you unlock the doors, you know some of the exterior lights come on. That's completely normal. It's got puddle lights, so you know those little lights that come out from underneath the uh, yeah, the, 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 the mirrors. I, I, well, to illuminate puddles, I guess is I mean that the, they're puddle lights. I assume that's what they're for. But I appreciate that they kind of give you a little bit of extra light so that you you know as you're walking to your car, if you've parked somewhere where there's no street lights, it can be but a little bit better. Come on, they're on the side of the car. Anyway, the puddle lights on this car have been fitted with some kind of a design and they project oh an image no, and a badge no, onto the floor. No, no, Do you know what? Oh they, they give you a silhouette of the car and it says Ateca. You're joking. No, I'm being completely serious. That's like those twats that drive around with Porsche sticking on the side of their Porsche. It's, it's worse though, right? Because you're driving around in a Porsche... You want the First world. Of, you're driving around in a Porsche. Yeah, I mean, you're an advertiser. Yeah, people people know that you're driving around in a Porsche. Yeah. But I get it. You know, you've worked hard. You've bought yourself a car that you're very very proud of. It's a Porsche. You want the world to know. I've bought a brilliant sports car. Don't look at me like that. So, I'm, I'm not. Other than the badges that are already on the front and the back, you need to put it on some writing on the side. I'm and not, a Porsche is pretty distinctive. I'm not saying that is the right thing to do. 
I'm trying to tell you that this is much worse because it's not a Porsche. It's a Tecla for fuck's sake. It's not like it has a reputable brand. It's not like it it gives you some crowning achievements from Sayat's racing days. And I don't even know if Sayat ever went racing. It just says the word Ateca, which as far as I can figure out is a random place in Spain. It, it? Yeah, actually, I think they, they name all those cars after places, don't they? They they do. Yes. But but why the need to advertise on the yeah, puddle light? It, it's ridiculous. Yes, give me puddle lights because I mean I know you don't see the benefit in them, and, and I can't even know where my handle is on the bar. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you, most people know where the door handle is, but but let's assume you don't know how where the door handle is and you need extra lights. I I get it. I get that you want or a puddle, puddle appeared. Or a, pu- or a puddle appear because you parked you in probably it. probably know it's raining anyway. But well, we live in England. It's going to rain like 360 days out of 365 that we have. Um, so, yeah. Puddle light's fine. Why Why mm. a puddle light that advertises so it's something nobody can... It's a silhouette of the car and it says a tecker. Bloody it was horrific. To the point where uh, I, I had to pop out on uh, one of the evenings and it was dark and I went to pick up a takeaway. And, and I parked the car... Uh, on, on the high street and there was um, some a, a couple of people that were sat I'm not sure why they were just sat in some chairs in the street outside somewhere but they were um, and I locked the car and it did its Ateca kind uh, of they, were that <laughs> what the, they didn't say it out loud but I'm pretty <laughs> sure they looked at it and thought well I would what the fuck well I didn't design the thing did I you, according to them, though, you bought it. It's your car. They don't know how long you've got it for, why you've got it, when it's going back, why you're not going to have it. Yeah, this is true. They, yeah, and 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 I just couldn't. It was embarrassing. It was it was embarrassing, and and that feature I didn't like. Do you know what else I learned driving that car at night? There's some very questionable spec choices. So the model that I have, the trim level is um, it's called the SE Technology trim level it's like the middle range one it's oh, not okay. it's not the fr which by the way would probably be more uncomfortable than this yeah. one this is the se the, the comfortable one se technology extras include and when i say extras i mean they're, they're factory fit you don't have to pay for them they come as part of the the, so the they're not SE, standard. Extra, standard standard yes yeah, standard equipment that comes on on the car led lights which are very good they, they really light up the why road. do you still advertise that we have led lights no, no, as in LED headlights, because yeah. head- headlights, you can have halogens, you can have... Uh, they don't use halogens anymore, do they? Uh, some base model cars still oh, use okay. halogens. Right. Uh, you can you, you can have halogens, you can have uh, LED lights, and then you can have uh, Xenons. Xenons, I don't think, are around anymore. Uh, they are, but I'm not sure. I think I think where you would ordinarily upgrade to Xenons, you now upgrade to LED lights instead. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's got LED lights as standard. It's got satellite navigation and uh, DAB, a standard. It's got Bluetooth. It's got voice control. It's got Apple CarPlay. It's got Android Auto. It's got Park Assist, which basically means parking sensors. It's got cruise control. It's even got front assist. So if you forget where the brakes are and you're about to drive into something, it will stop you. That's not a bad standard spec list. That's not a bad standard spec list. When I was driving the car at night, you know what feature I realized it didn't have? It's got all night of that and, all of that and then some. No, 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 no. I'm not after anything extravagant as night vision. It's got all of that and then some. It's got other things that I haven't listed. You know, mm. It's got shiny 18-inch alloy wheel and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It hasn't got automatic lights or wipers. You can fit puddle lights with Wait, a ridiculous silhouette of the car and, and the name, which means nothing to anybody. You go to the effort of doing that. But you can't fit auto lights. My dad's O two five series has got auto lights and auto sensors. Most sensors. things have got yeah, auto lights. Yeah. 
especially if you're talking about, you know what, we want our cars to be safe. We're going to stuff them with a million airbags and we're going to give them front assist. Well, you know what? Give them auto lights because people are stupid. People will drive down the road, they will drive down motorways and forget well, to put on their lights. The amount of times I see people that look, how are you, how, like at night, it's dark, are you, are, you must be blind. But why, how do you not, you get into your car at night and you don't put your lights on. How the hell, how do you know where you're going? So, I agree with that. It's stupid and ridiculous. And I don't understand how and why people do it. But they do, right? So auto lights should be a lot more prevalent. Auto lights definitely should take precedent over puddle lights with silhouettes. And, and I bet you've got a bomb to say the doors open or the keys are in the ignition. Oh, of course it does. It's a modern car. Um, how much do you think it costs to add auto lights to the car? Auto lights? Yeah, if I wanted to buy... Oh, an, in a factory, you mean? Or you mean as an option? Yeah, no, as in, as, as, add it as an well, option. I doubt it would cost them anything in a factory stick auto lights in there yeah so i would you go to the showroom and you want to buy a, a, a say a teka se technology uh and it doesn't come with auto lights as standard and you want to option auto lights how much do you think it would cost oh they're probably going to do something stupid it's even stupider you can't what do you mean you can't you can't they don't do it it's not it, you it, can't have auto it lights it comes as part of a convenience pack do you know how oh. you get the convenience pack no 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 i guess what you know how you get the convenience yeah. pack you buy the fr Sure. You so, can't get the convenience pack on the on this model. I could see the FR is advertised as FR plus convenience uh, plus convenience pack, which means it's going to cost you an extra thousand pounds. Oh wait, right? it's, it's advertised. So it's not advertised as the FR and it has the convenience pack. It's advertised as the FR plus the convenience pack. It's called FR plus convenience pack when you go to the uh, to, to the uh, configurator. But it is just the FR and it comes with the convenience pack. So you've got to now upgrade to the less comfortable version. Does it have version. on the back of the FR? FR and then convenience pack on the boot. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> so you've now got to upgrade <laughs> to the slightly less comfortable version of this car just to get what I would de deem to be quite a straightforward and standard, pretty essential safety feature and spend an extra grand to do it. That's just ridiculous. It's just but you completely know what? baffled me. Car manufacturers these days are just stupid. With what they do, yeah, and what they put on and what they don't put on, and stuff like, that. like for example, in my car, I've got so I've got the stalk for cruise control, but it doesn't have cruise control. Oh yeah, and you know what? Do you know what's the most annoying about that? All it requires is a little bit of coding. No, I think you have to get the wiring and everything like that as well. No, if it's got the stalk, it's, it's just got coding. The stalk. So it's just coding. Yeah. So if you can put the stalk on it, just stack. Oh, okay, actually, I can go get one coded. You can get it coded, but the point oh, is, why should you have to go and get? Yeah, it exactly. Don't give me the stalk with it then. Well, yeah. I want to, if they didn't give me the stalk with the with cruise control option, that's fine. But the stalk's there, but it's got no cruise control. But actually, if I can get it coded, I'm going to get it coded. Actually, it would help on the motorway runs. Yeah, it's it's great. I don't I don't understand what goes through like manufacturers' minds sometimes. I mean, this car boggled my mind entirely. I'm still very unsure as to why you choose to buy it over the equivalent uh, Sayats that are available. Um, for, for any of the reasons that we've said. I, I still stick by my Lidisco too because it's, it, it, it's well, I, I use the word affordable, but it's an affordable, higher 4x4 SUV thing. That's 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 why people buy it. And then they can oh, miss no. what they think they're getting space and they're not really. Don't get me wrong on, on this. What I'm saying, I mean, some of the things I've spoken about, like the, the, the spec and the and the, uh, the ride comfort are specific to the Ateca, especially yeah. the stupid puddle lights. They are very specific to the Ateca. They would look very out of place on the next five. Can you imagine the next five had puddle lights that said Ateca? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I think they do ones that say with the BMW logo. Of course they do. Yeah, well, yeah, of course yeah, they do. Yeah. They, they all do. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous regardless of which. which 
brand uh, or manufacturer you, you're talking about. Um, so, so my issue is not specifically with the attacker. I'm, I'm more just a little bit baffled as to the, the genre of calm, why it's just so successful. It's prominent. Every every journey that I get, not just the attacker, I'm talking like all SUVs. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just absolutely everywhere. I'm not sure I get it. You know, if we talk about cost, for example... Oh. They're more. I've already, you know, demonstrated that it's more expensive on average, ten to fifteen percent more expensive than it's than the equivalent model. And I imagine that that's probably that's reflective yeah, across, across. Yeah, I imagine that that's fairly brand. fairly yeah. reflective across most manufacturers, yeah. if, if not a little bit more. I'd be very surprised if the SUV version of the, of the car it's based on is is ever going to be cheaper, mm-hmm. unless they're trying to you know get rid of them and they're throwing contributions towards them, which is an exception. I just don't understand why it is that they're so popular. So, so from a cost perspective, they're more expensive. Running costs, they're going to be more expensive to run as well. Yes, the engine's the same and the gearbox is the same as the other ones. It's a bigger car, isn't it? But it's the least economical uh, aerodynamic, sorry, shape yeah, of all yeah. of the other ones. Yeah. It's higher off the ground, so it's going to have more wind resistance, which means it's going to cost you more in fuel. Yeah. It's going to be heavier, which means it's going to cost you more in fuel and as well. Tires. Yeah, the tires are going to be bigger. The brakes are going to be bigger. The suspension brakes. components are going to be uh, are going to be more, well. They should be uh, of better quality, uh, yeah. a higher grade. But the brakes can take. They've got to take more weight of just the car alone before. Yeah. So when they stop, they're going to take that, unless there's more going through them. It's just, uh, it is it is just people just want to have be sat up higher. They just think it's. Yeah. I mean, better the, for some reason. The nail in the coffin with this one was it wasn't even four wheel drive. It was two wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah, I think I, I, I just think I just think they're ridiculous. I just think they're pointless. Someone made a comment today actually, like talking about some SUV, saying, "Oh, that looks nice." And I, I just I flipped. I was like, "No, he was on about a four by four And I'm like, none of them look nice. Mm. There's not a single nice-looking four by four SUV. They, they, well, the only thing they have is presence. That's it. Yeah, I mean the, the they're a box of metal on four wheels. Big, big, big box of metal. metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. They're not, they're not nice. They have presence. Some of the designs can be quite striking and eye catching, but I certainly wouldn't describe them as as, as nice. You know, yeah, not yeah. classic Ferrari three five five pretty. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, none of none of that just doesn't even. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's compare. what you, you, you mentioned the Lamborghini Urus. Yeah, it was the Lamborghini Urus. Yeah. Nice. That is not. That's not nice. No. Presence, I'll give it that. It's got presence, but it's not nice. I mean, it's nicer looking than the Rolls Royce Cullinan. Oh my god! Yeah, or the Bentley Bentayga, Bentayga. What is Bentayga, it? Yeah. Bentayga, yeah. Or the, or the, oh the, 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 the uh, they've now facelift for 2020. I think they realise the error of their ways because they call it a facelift. It's actually a big fundamental change, and it looks which one? The less Bentayga. the Bentayga. It looks oh, less ugly. The, the original. That's ugly. Yeah, it was. The original one when it was launched was, was horrible. The, the newer 2020 version looks a lot better. I mean, it's still nowhere near uh, actually, nice. I'll make an exception, but you have to make an exception for them, is the Stelvio, the Alfa Romeo. Oh, and that's it? because it's an Alfa Romeo. They cannot make a car that is not attractive. Name me one unattractive car they made. Even though, I stand by my point, that it's not nice, but it's... Yeah, I would still notice it. I, I was just about to say... Of the bunch, it's the most attractive. Is yeah. it nice in its no, own no, right? No no, 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 no. Of them all, though, if you put them all, the ones that are yeah, available yeah. in the line, you're, it's an Alfa Romeo at the end of the day. When yeah. have they ever designed anything that didn't look Yeah, they, they, they know yeah. how to do They don't care about how the car goes. They don't care if they connect the wires or anything like that, or if the yeah. brakes work or if the engine starts. They just want 
things want it and to look nice. Yeah. That, and I admire that about them. Yeah, I, I do as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yes. Yeah, let's hope that um, the... Uh, who are they owned by now? Alfa Romeo. Are they owned by Fiat? They're still, still owned by Fiat. Are Fiat they? Fiat own them. They own Ferrari. Chrysler Group own Fiat. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Well, I know well, Chrysler I, own pretty much everybody. I guess the point I was trying to make was whoever owns them, I hope they don't go out of business. No, I hope not. I think even if Chrysler owns them, I think uh, even if Chrysler owns Fiat, I think Fiat are just left alone to look. Go on. But the only good, the good thing about them being owned by Chrysler is now they are more reliable. Uh, so the, the, yeah. the, new, the newer Alphas are... are, are you know, before, I mean, as much as I'd want to buy a 159, I would never buy, I would never spend any money on it. If you gave me one, yeah, I'd have, oh my God, bite your arm off. But I wanted to spend. Well, you'd, even if someone gave it to you, you'd probably spend quite a lot of well, money. Well, I'd then spend money keep yeah. it running and maintaining it and stuff like that, yeah. But other than that, but I would never spend my own money on it. No, definitely not. Um, but very, very pretty cars. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful mm-hmm. cars, yeah, absolutely. I think every, if you're, if you're a petrol head and, to use a Top Gear term or whatever, you have to have owned an Alfa Romeo at some point. Have you owned an Alfa Romeo? No, I haven't. I told you, I, I would, I want to buy a 159, but at the moment, just not in the position where I can have it as my own, my only car, if that makes sense. Because I know it's going to go wrong. Oh yeah, of course. It yeah, so I want to get to a position where I can have it and I can use it on weekends or whatever. And if it breaks it's down, nice, it's not yeah. the end of the world. I can still get to where I want to get to. So I will buy, the 159 will be my first Alfa. Okay, yeah. that's that's the choice. Oh, that's, that's the choice. choice. Yeah, yeah. I've always had a, a, a hankering for. I'm I'm a big fan of hot hatches, as you know. I've always had a hankering for the 147 GTA. You know, the one where they oh, put the 3.2 yeah. V6 in the front of it and it understeered and it the was just. Yes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've always had that. Because yeah. they had the 147 and then they had a GTA. Yeah, GTA. Oh, yeah. Well, GTA. yeah so the 147 GTA. Yes. Um. That, that so that was the, that was the hatchback was the one four seven. They had they nice had the GTV which was the coupe the little sports coupe yeah, car that they did. That they did a Barrera. That's a very Barrera. Nice looking sorry, car. the Barrera. Yes, Barrera is a very very nice looking car. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's the one I would take, not the one four seven. And then and then the one five nine which was a saloon car. And again, yes. very nice looking car. Nice. The one five nine in TI trim. TI it's got trim. the big the bigger wheels. It yes. just it's such a nice looking car. And it if is. I could get one of those in an estate car, I would just admire it. I wouldn't even drive oh, it. I think I'd be so disappointed if I drove it I think I'll just look at it and that is the one car that looks good in red I'm not a fan of red me and the missus had discussed with the other day actually and I'm not a fan of red cars but an Alfa Romeo in red looks lovely yeah I I think that rule kind of applies to most Italian cars really and if you can find one in the quantum of solid spec which to be fair is not really that much different to the rest of the cars I think it's just a special paint and maybe something in the interior that's a nice one I had no idea what a Quantum of Solace the, is. Oh, the Bond movie, Quantum no, of Solace. No, I know Solace what Quantum of Solace yeah. is in terms of it's a Bond movie. I've never seen it. I'm not really a big fan of Bond oh, movies, yeah. but it's a sort of, I know, I haven't been living under a rock. I do, I do know. Well, you do, kind of. Yeah, a little bit, maybe, sometimes. But not when that... You don't watch the news. What? You don't watch much TV. No, let's not get political, though. There's reasons why I don't watch the news. Fake news to so, quote somebody yeah. who... We well, most of it's crap anyways. Most of it is crap. Hey, I get my news from reliable sources like yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't get them from the BBC. What I do watch, though, car programmes. And when I say car programmes, I'm not talking about, like, your uh, Top Gear, Fifth Gear shows. I mean, I do watch those, obviously. Ah, yeah. Related cars that's on the TV, I, I will absolutely watch it. But I'm talking about this... I, I don't want to say this new genre of, of car TV, because it's not new, but this kind of... Uh, um, it's old. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's this... Um, well, if so we it's the rea- gear aside, it's the, it's the reality TV equivalent of yes. cars, yes. isn't it? Let's take Top Gear aside because Top Gear is probably the, the the one. It's a probably the most popular one, but it's the one that's m- the least about cars, if that makes sense. 
Because they use cars to entertain people. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not really, you're not really learning yeah, anything I agree about with that. it. We're fifth, fifth gear actually, on the other way. If you want to learn about a car and want a proper review, you watch fifth gear. If you want to entertain, but, but yeah, you're actually, I've, I've recently started watching quite a few of these car programs actually. And I think there's a difference emerging now is where before you had like the wheeler dealer, uh, the wheeler dealer ones. Wheeler dealers? The wheeler dealer ones. Wheeler, wheeler, you yeah. mean wheeler dealers? Wheeler dealer, sorry. Where I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of Martin Brewer. How that guy can have a TV show. Who did you call him? What did you call him? Mike Brewer. Oh, I thought you called him Martin Brewer. No, no, He's no, probably no, not a fan of you. Oh, I don't God, know his fast car. I'm like, oh, shut I actually know, oh, actually. No, I, I don't mind him. He is Del Boy. He, he day is, in, day out. But I, I can, and I can I'm genuinely he, appreciate his, his, his knowledge of the car market, the global car market. That's pretty impressive. Have you ever seen him do a car review? Actually, um, no, he doesn't. But in the show, so like, if I walked into a car show, the car showroom, and he was selling it to me, I'd walk straight out. Uh, you're bullshit. He's he's a bit of a jack the lad, and I get I get the impression that he he does it for the cameras, you know, because Wheeler Dealers has gone to the US recently, yeah, uh, and they've got you know a, a, a new following and a new audience, and I get why they did it. Very smart move because it seems to be going really well for for, for Mike Brewer and and mm. and who is his new mechanic, who by the way I, I love. I couldn't pick between Ant or Ed. Would you tell me which one was better? I could, I couldn't genuinely tell you which one I prefer. I love both of them. Ant's much good. better as a presenter, I think. Yeah, Ed but, is just a bit like. I don't know. He started liking his own hype. I, I was a big fan of of Ed. Really? I mean, yeah, I, I did. I, I appreciate them both. But anyway, you know, big great move for them. They they took it to the US and it's doing really really well. Um, and and I think he might probably plays up to that a little bit because he's got a new audience and they probably quite like the uh, stereotypical British car salesman thing. Um, oh, yeah. Well, they so, love the accent anyway half the time, don't they? Well, they, they, yeah. they, they do, yeah. So I get, I get, I get you know, maybe he's but, doing that. And if it's character, it's character, right? At the end of the day, he's also a TV show host. And we can't forget that. That's the yeah, is. Mm-hmm. But you know what problem with Wheeler Dealer is? They give you this mis- misconception, but Wheeler Dealer is we, we do all this, we're getting all this work done for free and that, and then we sell it and make a profit. If you thought, if you think about the actual labour time they put, first of all, not everyone has access to a garage, to a ramp, and an unlimited supply of tools, equipment, laser cutters. But if you think about the amount of time and labour he puts into his cars, you're not making any money. No. You're only doing this because the TV shows are throwing money at you, yeah? If you want, and on that point, so you want to... I was just going to say, on on that point, I think they probably get that, and, and it almost... Uh, it, it's down to the, the the person watching to interpret it. I, I, you know, that bit to me kind of means. And I think what I do like though about that show is, you know, that that statement that that Mike often makes is we're rescuing another classic car. We're putting another classic car back on the road. And I appreciate that. I, anybody who does that, whether they do it on camera or off camera, you know, you've you've got my vote. If, no, if, you're, if, you're, if you're if you're if you're rescuing cars that would just be driven into the ground and thrown in a scrap heap, which are, you know genuinely great pieces of uh, automotive engineering and great from the past, then good on you. I think that's a good thing. I'll tell you who does do that. Chasing classics. Two British guys, they go around literally finding people who have got old classic cars they've been wanting to restore and they restore them for them. They don't okay. charge them anything. Oh, wow. And they leave the car with them. Now, that is people who have a passion just for the cars. They have a genuine passion for the cars. If you've got an MGTV or whatever, something there, and you want, want to do it up, they'll go there, they'll do it for you. That's it. I'm sure the uh, the budget supplied by the, uh, the the TV production company probably helps them. Yeah, <laughs> no, it does. Motivates them somewhat. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. But what I mean is their concept is we're helping, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it for someone. We're not going to turn it over and sell it and make a flip for it. 
But to that point, there's a there's a car program I've been watching called Rust Bros or as you refer to Rust Value Restorers. Yeah. yeah. So I think everyone knows about Gas Monkey, which I I'm sorry, I cannot stand that guy. Richard Rawlings. He is so far up his own ass, it's unbelievable, yeah. That guy just he's just too eccentric for me, yeah. And what what bothers me most about that show is the way sometimes he treats his staff. Oh, you know his mechanics. Well, he's got some fantastic mechanics. Aaron Kaufman, brilliant white mechanic, and and he and he left right. Um, but and I, again, not to go into it, we don't know these guys personally. Yeah, we haven't met the guy. Don't know anything. This is what this is what we're observing when we watch it. But I just yeah. sometimes you think I, I get you're playing a character, but at the same time, why are you being such a dickhead to these guys who who actually do the hard work and pull off some pretty exactly. incredible things for you. Some of those builds exactly. are fantastic. They look, I'm not a massive fan of Americana, right? I'm just, I'm just not, it's not mm. my thing. But even I will look at some of the things that they build and go, wow, that is nice. That they get to do and the budget they have to do. Without them, mate, you're nothing. Yeah. You just know, okay, you know how much a car's worth and that's it and what you want to do to it. But you can't do any of that. You, you just about, he probably just about puts gas in the car. He does, he couldn't pick up a spanner and do anything with it. And you're right, the way he treats them, is, is yeah, that, that's that's the thing that's kind of puts me off that show. But this Russ Valley show is Mike. So the, what I like about this guy, there's another guy, another program just before this I used to watch. I think he was Counting Cars. So it was oh, yeah, I've heard of Counting Cars. Cars. I've never yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. He's really good. But what's similar between him and these guys? These guys do it for the passion of the car. And and more, more so Mike from Russ Valley, they want to do it for the person who wants that car done. And this guy, so he started off, he used to be a rock blaster. And he made a oh, shitload oh, of money of that. I don't know how. A what? A rock blaster. Li- well, and that's he used literally. to fire he used small to rocks or big rocks? No, no, big he, rocks used to make, rocks <laughs> he used to make big rocks, smaller rocks. I think he did a bit of construction work or whatever, but literally, like, I think in America, they must have like... Lot, lots of you know, big rocks. Lots of big rocks. <laughs> and he literally is a, a rock blaster. And he made millions doing that. So he's bought land and he started collecting cars from when he was a teenager and stuff. And he's got over 400 cars. Okay. And it's set in Canada, so we have 400 cars, which are all just parked up in his yard and that. And then he's got massive land. Everyone in America has got massive land. And originally, he, he tried to sell his land and his cars, sell them off, mm-hmm. but there was no interest. Then I think in about 2016, he, he raised the price of the land and the car and the plots and that, and he got a shitload of interest. And then he was approached by these people to do a, a TV program because of some of the work he's done. But he turned them down. And then what he did was he created, a, he, he built a garage on his land. And his thing was he wanted to restore his cars. Mm-hmm. And if he could make some money from them, sell them off and that. And stuff right. Like okay, that. Yeah. Ended up being, and people would start coming to him and his son would say, listen, you've got 400 cars here. You need to sell these. You've just spent like 2 million on doing this whole place at a garage. Where's the money coming from? Yeah, you go and ask yeah. You've now got to sell something. And this car, this guy, genuinely, when you take him to, to he, he's not a single car he wants to sell. Like, genuinely, you can feel the pain and the anger when his sons are pulling a car out to try and sell. He's like, no, listen, I've had this car. And he knows the stories about every single one of those 400 cars he's bought. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And when he does them up, he's doing them up for the love of that car. And he does other people's cars up. And I don't think he's made, forget making profit. He hasn't broken even on a single car he sold yet for a customer's car because he doesn't for people that have stories. Some people's sons have died and they were supposed to do the car together. Some people's daughters are doing that. And every guy that comes to him has a story with their car. Yeah. And he gets sucked, genuinely, he gets sucked in by that. And he'll look at a car and he'll just give him a quote like, you can see this, you can see on the TV that this car needs working. Yeah, yeah. We'll redo it, repaint it, put a brand new engine in it, upgrade the brakes, put ABS in there, disc brakes for 10 grand. 
And his mate Avery was with him, he's sitting there thinking, are you, and he's like, are you insane? <laughs> are you insane? The parts alone would have, uh, are more than 10 grand. The labour alone is more than 10 grand. And you do, he goes, look, I'm doing it to put a smile on the guy's face. I like that. All right, if I'm going to do it. And honestly, I don't know how, obviously it's a TV show, right? Yeah. He does lose, from what you can see, he loses money hand over fist. When it comes to customers. <laughs> and, and I really like that. I, I like stories like that. I'm glad that that's become a TV show and that's his thing. And, you know, being able to deliver happiness and smiles to people through cars is, is something that I think is, is fantastic. Um, but the one thing that kind of the mental image that I had in my mind when you described it and, and whenever I hear about these stories of uh, normally it's in America because they've got lots of land and they've got lots of abandoned cars. I just think of Stephen Avery, you know, the guy from Making a Murderer. No. You never watched Making a Murderer on Netflix? No. Have you not? What's that? It's a great documentary about a guy who um, basically was, went to prison for, for murdering um a photographer who worked for Auto Trader. Yeah. So she went to uh, apparently went to an appointment to take a picture of a car that, that was going to go up for sale, yeah. and and they believe that Stephen Avery murdered her. They don't know if that's true or not, but he's in prison doing time for it. But the reason why is because he's got a shitload of land. Him and his family got a shitload of land, and every time they do any kind of filming on the land. Uh, as part of this documentary, you just see a whole bunch of abandoned cars, and that's the only image that I ever have whenever anybody mentions. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, I mean, he's by no means doesn't sound like he's uh, any kind of a car. He's in prison yeah. now, so he's probably not kind of a, any enthusiast. Maybe he gets excited by you know, non-plastic cutlery these days. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, that's the mental image that I have every time, anytime you mention it. Anyway, yeah, it's true. No, you, you do. Yeah, people. I don't, I don't know how people get, like you do see people just pick up cars and they, and all these shows people always do have like lots with just abandoned cars cars that they just collected over time yeah I don't understand it's that. just crazy I mean obviously America is a huge place and the population so maybe they just produce cars produce cars but this it's that just like there's an endless endless supply yeah, yeah every yeah. time there's a new car and there's still a new, new show new cars yeah. new barn finds it's just that's the thing. Supply. That's the one that baffles me the most. Barn finds. It's like, how can you continue to just keep finding just keep these things? How many barns are there in this place? <laughs> yeah, fucking it's loads. Just, it's crazy. The yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And this guy is actually. I'd love to, if I ever went over there. I'd love to go and visit this place because you can buy. You can tell him a sub story. He'd probably build you a car. He'd probably give you free. Because yeah. <laughs> you can you can buy it. You can buy his cars. He sells sure, them yeah. on the website and that. But what I like about him is like we don't we don't export them. You come here, you look at the car, you buy it. It's up to you how you get it over. Okay. Yeah, no, so like that. That. yeah, yeah, because he's not, he's basically saying, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this for somebody who's gonna kind of take it abroad and then profit from profit it. From yeah, 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 I want yeah, someone no. who's local, yeah. who's got a story, who's gonna drive this thing. And, yeah. and, and yeah. He, has, he turns yeah. down sales. I get that. that. No, no, that, that, that all makes sense. Yeah. No, it's, it's good actually. I will, I will say that, you know, if you think, go back 10 years or so, um, you know, I've been watching car programs as long as I can remember. The choice that we've now got is oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then we're just talking about the stuff that gets put onto uh, streaming services or uh, TV. Mm. Uh, you know, you've then got the world of YouTube. Oh, yeah. And there's some fantastic yeah. stuff on YouTube as well, whether that's yeah, kind of your exactly. typical car review stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or whether it's your in-depth mechanical uh, tutorial type stuff. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Really, really good. But as, as petrol heads, we've never, ever had it better. No, we haven't. We haven't. And it's just, it'll just get better and better because you'll get new generation, more people coming up, being into cars and stuff, and they'll just find different ways of putting it out there and stuff like that. It's great. Like, the amount of times I'm working on my car and I want to learn how to do something, it's seven times out of ten, I can go onto YouTube yeah. And someone's recorded what I need doing and I can watch to see, okay, well, there's a bolt missing or where I need to get to to get it out and what I need to do. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I, I, completely. Absolutely. I, I know we've, we've spoken about this before, but the death of car forums. That's one of them, right? Because you, there was a time when you go onto a car forum. Yeah. You had yeah. to remove an interior door card, for yeah. example. So yeah. you go to the car forum and you, you'd find the how-to guide there. Yeah. Or you put a question and you keep coming back to check because you're yeah. working on it on the day and you're like, I want to respond, answer now. I need to know now. You just keep coming back, keep checking. Now, now like you've that. got a very well-produced, edited YouTube yeah. video with a, with a, a you know, kind of an amateur presenter who talks you through the whole Lovely. thing, gives you visuals and video and everything. Perfect. Brilliant. So good. There's so loads, so loads good. Yes. You know what? Now, before you, before you used to be scared of like doing stuff, but now, like, if you want to try something, I always say to anyone is just what you've got guides out there to try it. Mm. Yeah. And what's the worst that's going to happen? And now, if you thought, okay, if I did something, oh, good, damn, the car stuck, can't get to a garage, call a mobile mechanic out. Yeah. There, yeah. Exactly. There's exactly. really nothing you can do to a car now that cannot be rectified. So if you're going to take it to a garage anyway, just give it a try yourself and just do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, going back to that whole don't follow our advice, definitely don't follow well, I'm not advising you how I'm doing it, I'm just saying you should try, you, you can try doing stuff yourself. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, do try it and it goes wrong, don't blame us. No, 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 that's why it's called DIY. What? Yeah, it that stands for do it yourself, it doesn't stand for don't blame us. That's DBU. A DBU. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I meant was they couldn't blame us because they're doing it themselves. Oh, yeah, but they're doing it themselves because you told them to do it. I'm encouraging them to give DIY a try. Yeah, I know, exactly. Let's so, blame you. Do you have, you're going to give him the whole disclaimer spiel again then? No, 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 no. If, you, if you need to hear the disclaimer spiel again, just Disclaim wind back about 50 minutes or so. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Cool. That would be my advice. I'm giving a lot of advice for someone who says don't take advice. No, we don't give, no, we don't give advice, remember? This whole, uh, yeah, none of this was advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is where you're going to confuse them now, and then the next thing you know, someone's going to find out and say, oh, no, I did it because of you. How are they going to find that phone number? This isn't yeah, actually, actually, it's not on the yeah. When it gets when it gets when those podcasts go live, then they're gonna have means of contacting us. They know that they know the Instagram account details, don't they? They do, yeah. So uh, they're gonna give you abuse on there at Drivel Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just I'll I'll give them abuse back. That's fine. I don't yeah. Appreciate. Okay. Cool. Excellent. All right. Are you hungry now? Uh, I am a little bit hungry. Yeah. I am. I need to get home as well. Okay. Brilliant. All right. Well, in that case, I think we should end it right there. Soon, and we shall see you next time. Uh, and number yeah. four. Yeah, for number four. Yeah, we won't see you. You'll hear us. You'll hear us. Yeah. yeah. Remember, uh, whether it was good or bad, I don't really care. But I would like you to give us five stars. That's also very true from my perspective as well. You can find us on Instagram at Google Podcast, and you can also find us on Facebook. Go find us. Uh, let us know what you thought. Tell us. Uh, like, 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 like. Yes, like, like, absolutely, like everything. Um, Tell us more of what you want to hear. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, don't be a dick, though, because that's not nice. No, it's not. And it doesn't cost you anything to give us five stars, whether you liked it or not. What does it matter? Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to go there, you're going to see it. Just give five stars. It doesn't cost you anything. Probably doesn't take you much time either. It doesn't take you much time. Just give us five stars. There's yeah. plenty of shit up on there that has five stars, man. Yeah, exactly. And this is definitely not as shit as those. No, we're better than most of the stuff that you can do on the podcast. Yeah. So that's what we five think. stars. Yeah, absolutely. So five stars. Tune in again next time. Uh, but until then, take care. Bye. Bye.